Now listening to the Nick's State of Mind podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nick's State of Mind podcast. I'm Matt Castillo, of course Chip Murphy is here as well. And another quick hitter for you, today's topic really... Around one guy, the guy that's been doing it all for the New York Knicks, creating a lot of buzz, um, you know, great performance the other night against Charlotte, and that's Trey Burke. Uh, Trey Burke's 42 points and 12 assists in the loss. Yes, it was a loss, but it was a very fun, entertaining game to see the performance that Trey Burke put together. Um, you know, again, me living in South Carolina, fairly close to the Charlotte area, uh, a lot of the local radio stations here, you know, guys, they're still talking about Trey Burke's performance. They had no clue where he's been and didn't even know he was in the league. And he, you know, Trey Burke is making a name for himself, taking advantage of the opportunity that he is given and playing well. So, Chip, first off, I'll get your take. You know, uh, what did you think of the performance by Trey Burke against the Hornets? I thought he was incredible against the Hornets. You know, he had 42 points and 22 of them were in the fourth quarter and overtime. Uh, Just that's the sign of a really an an excellent player. Not that um, I'm ready to put Trey Burke into that category, but the sign that he can be that, that he's able to take over late in the game like that. Um, He just took over and kind of had that really a game within a game battle against Kemba Walker, who also did what Kemba Walker does. And of course the Knicks lost the game anyway, because of Kemba Walker. I think Kemba had, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Kemba was four for four in the overtime and had 11 points. I think he, yeah, uh, three of those shots were threes. Kemba was incredible in the overtime, but uh, look, uh, if if somebody else had done anything at the end of the game, right. then the Knicks would have won. It wasn't Trey Burke's fault that uh, everybody else was uh, didn't do anything. So um, yeah, uh, look, Kemba Walker beat the Knicks. Oh yes, that, uh, spoiled <laughs> spoiled Trey Burke's night. It's not the first time that we've said Kemba Walker beat the Knicks, and it won't be the last time. Yep. So what he does, he beats the Knicks, and he makes clutch shots. But, uh, yeah, Trey Burke did everything he could, and it was an incredible performance, 42 points, um, 19 of 31 from the field, 12 assists, uh, 61.3%. Uh, he only turned the ball over two times. He had the ball in his hands the entire night, it seemed like. He played 41 minutes, and he only turned the ball over two times. He had a usage rate of... I mean, that's wild. Just absolutely crazy. That's Carmelo Anthony usage rate. Yep. And again, turn the ball over two times the whole night. So, yeah, just really, really impressive. You know you're the guy. Really impressive night. You know you're the guy when Tim Hardaway Jr. is writing plays for you. 
Yes. <laughs> Did you see that? That was funny. That was good. That was really that was something like just just wild to see that uh, again obviously we think back to when Steve Kerr let the Warriors drop plays. Right. But it, it's so like that was against the Suns and that was the Warriors. It was just it was kind of bizarre with everything going on with Hornacek, with him being on the hot seat and Kylo Quinn screaming at him. It was a, a weird look for Hornacek to let Hardaway do that in this position. I don't know. It was just, it was just kind of awkward, but uh, yeah, it, look, the play worked. Yeah. So hey, Burke scored. Hardaway drew up the Hardaway dribble play for his old college teammate and it worked. So you know, it's first off, you were right on the money when you talk about Kimba Walker spoiling it. I mean, you know, Kimba is a guy I talk about a lot, you know, here on the local radio station uh, because he's just he's just being wasted in Charlotte. That guy's got to go somewhere. Uh, I think he's a free agent at the end of the year. What a what a talented player that he is, and in fact, uh, he's 16 points away from uh, passing or tying Del Carey for the most points in uh, Hornets history. So oh, I uh, thought he already had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's sixteen yeah, he's points be close, away. I figured. Uh, so that's probably going to happen tonight. Um, as a matter of fact, I am watching. Uh, I have the Nick game up, of course, but on the television I have the Hornets and Cav game because that's the local uh, mm-hmm. channel for me here to watch. So you know, I'm, I'm obviously a big LeBron fan. So I just happened to look up and, and see that uh, graphic on the screen. But yeah, you know, it was one of those games where. I'm watching and I'm going. We we need to lose. We absolutely need to lose. What, what what's going on? Why are we why are we do? Yeah, Trey. Yeah, do. Yeah, we need to lose. But then it's kind of like you know what? Screw it. The pride factor kicks in. You're watching Trey Burke just completely ball out, and you go, you know what? Let this guy carry the team on his back and win it. And you know, yeah, we fell short, but that has nothing to do with the performance of Trey Burke, obviously. And again, Chip, you're right when you just. Flat out said nobody else did anything because that's the case. Nobody else did anything. Nobody else helped out. And that was the difference of that game. And it's funny because I could have had passes to go to that game. Um, and, you know, it was something that I was planning with my, my, my co-host. Uh, we were going to get passes and go down to this game. And, you know, this is before the Brzingis injury. Uh, so when Brzingis went down, I came in the, the station that next day and I said, um, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I turned, <laughs> let's not worry about that. We're, he's like, are you sure? You know, we could still go. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not, I'm not interested. I give up. Uh, and now I'm kicking myself, you know, because I could have had an opportunity to see Trey Burke perform like this. Um, you know, I, yeah, I would have been disappointing that we lost the game because I have never gone to a Nick game that, uh, they have won. And, you know, it, it's frustrating. It's like an Owen six streak for me. Uh, but you know, that would have been a very entertaining game to go to. Um, and just a, a really stellar performance by Trey Burke. And again, as I mentioned, you know, several stations down here, even, uh, talking about him, we have a guy that I work with a big basketball fan. Uh, talking to me, did I, did I see the performance of Trey Burke? And, he, you know, he was digging deep into the numbers. And you want to know what's funny, Chip, is he goes, uh, yeah, so I was looking into Trey Burke a little bit more, and I'm, you know, I looked at the, the previous game beforehand when they lost to Miami. He didn't start that game. 
I said, yeah, that's Jeff Hornacek for you. That's his weird rotation. That's just how it works, you know. I'm I'm shocked he's starting tonight. He's Trenberg, only started you know? twice. He's yeah. only started twice. I mean, I, I'm just shocked to see him. Usually, Hornacek is you know a little stubborn and goes to something yeah. else. But you know, but I, I joked with him. I said, yeah, he won't start the next game though. Hornacek will change that. That's you know kind of what he has done as a coach. A little questionable starting rotations or or, or not giving a guy a start probably who deserves it. Um, so again. Just an outstanding performance, a lot of fun to watch, and kind of where I'm going to go with this next is this is a guy that, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. after the game said that I've been watching this. This is a not, maybe not a direct quote, but somewhere along the lines of what Hardaway Jr. said. He says, you know, I'm not shocked by this. This is what I've been watching, you know, uh, when I was a teammate with him at Michigan. I've, I've seen him perform like this before. It doesn't surprise me, and bottom line is that he – he belongs here. He's not a G League guy. He belongs in the league. And it's certainly becoming more and more, at least to me, Chip, that I feel like that is the case. I think this guy does belong and that perhaps maybe the league and other teams passed on him a little too early. I mean, again, he's only 21. We talked about this before uh, you know he got called up, basically, and we, we both of us were talking about expectations for him. We none of us saw this coming, him playing this well. Uh, and we talked about though. Both of us said it, it's smart to bring him up because he's 21 years old. The potential is still there. Sometimes it takes a player a little bit to find themselves. Well, 25. 25. All right, 25. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I keep saying yeah. 21. Yeah, and then I get corrected. I, I don't know why I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah. Just just wanted to. I think he said 25 first, and then you. I've been doing that all week. Yeah, I've been yeah. doing that all week. Um, but he came into the league. That, that, that's what I'm probably thinking. But I've been doing that all right. week. Um, but the point is, sometimes it takes a, a few years to get, you know, find your niche, find what works. And he has been unbelievable, better than advertised, I think, that I, I didn't expect him to have this kind of impact uh, for the team. And, and Chip, I just want to see if you agree with that. Did one, do you think that this is going to be his home? Do you think he has found an organization to remain with and that the Knicks, you know, we talked to a little bit, should they buy into him? They already gave him that you know, partial guaranteed deal. But, you know, is, is this the guy that you think could solidify the starting point guard role for the Knicks moving on? Well, he has a team option next year. And I think he'll definitely be back on that team option because I think it's for less than $2 million. I think it's like one point seven or $1.8, something like that. So I think he's definitely going to be back next year. This is like what? The Sixers game, I think, is game 76 that they're playing right now. Yeah, around So there. I think he's already I think he's already shown enough uh, to come back. This is his 30th uh, game with the team. So I think he's shown enough by now. To come back, he's averaging 12.2 points, shooting 53%, 38% from three. He'll be back next year. Uh, whether or not he's the starting point guard of the future, uh, in terms of, say, something wild happens, like they shoot up into the top five of the draft, they do something crazy in the lottery, or like a point guard that they really like is there at nine. They shouldn't pass on that point guard because they have Trey Burke on the roster. Right. That's what, that's my feeling on it. Um, just because of, 
like 35 games of Troy Burke look good. You know what I mean? It's still the, the sample size of negative Trey Burke uh, is still larger right. than the positive 35 game sample size of Trey Burke. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to be positive about him, but uh, I'm still, look, let's see a full 70 game, 82 game, whatever season of him. And then I'll start talking about point guard for the next five years. I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to go five to 10 years, whatever. I'm not ready to go that far yet. So you kind of read my mind a little bit because that's where I was going to go next. You know, if they buy into him, does this mean that they perhaps don't need a point guard in the draft or, or they still try to find somebody else to bring in? So you kind of already covered that. Um, and that's what I was going to go to next. And and for me, Chip, I agree with you once again. I, I think, you know, as much as excited as I am to see him playing at this level, you're right. The sample size of him struggling is much more than him playing well. I know fans right, right now were very excited. We should be. He's playing well. He deserves the praise that he's getting. But sometimes, you, you know, you kind of, we see it all the time. A player has a great stretch. A team buys into him. It doesn't go well. I think mm-hmm. a great example of that is Reggie Jackson. Yeah, he gets traded from Detroit, or gets traded from OKC to Detroit and played pretty well once that trade happened. Detroit invested a lot of money into him, and oh my gosh, Neil Aquina just hit a three. I never uh, wow. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna archive that. Um, but um, you know, basically, Reggie Jackson played well for a small little stretch, and then got a big contract, and Detroit's regretted that yep. ever since. Best basketball, best basketball he'll ever play in his life. Exactly. And Stan Van Gundy gave him like eighty million dollars. Exactly. So. And Again, it was like a forty-game sample size, by exactly. the way. Exactly. That Reggie Jackson. So, so history. Be, yeah, history exactly. shows that it, you can't really buy into it. And you're right. If we could see it over a course of a season, then he deserves it. But I, I am actually leaning towards that. I think it's possible with him. I think he can perform like this, eighty-two games. You know what? He keeps the AI look going. He can oh channel God, his inner right. AI, and things get real out there. They just put the split screen up on the game of Iverson next to Trey Burke. Yeah. I don't know if you got to that yet. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. You know, and, and it's working for ever since he's gone to the AI look. You know, he was playing well when he got called up, but yeah, you know, he's taken it to a new level with the AI. He, he found his inner Allen Iverson, and I mean, who who doesn't love Allen Iverson? And I, I'm getting up to what you're talking about right now. It's perfect. It's, they look just alike. You know. It's it's beautiful. It's working out so great. I love it. And, you know, again, a lot of fans are, are very excited, and you should be. But I do think that he can, you know, be the answer for the Knicks in the, as a point guard moving forward. But I'm not ready to give him, like, a four- or five-year contract yet either. No, I'm glad they have a team option for him right. this year, for sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, we, we – we, the Knicks kind of did this already with Ron Baker last year. You know, he, oh my God. he had oh my nice God. moments. And then they they bought into him, gave him like $4.5 million, a, a no-trade call. Can we, not, can we not talk about the Ron Baker contract? It's so goddamn depressing. <laughs> well, that's the Knicks for you, though. But that's, that's a, another example why you still got to let this kind of play out a little bit before uh, you completely buy into it. 
But back to the performance a little bit, Chip. <clears throat> By the way, sorry, can can I just cut you off for two seconds? Yeah, absolutely. Look how look how, look how big Markel Fultz is. He's just he's just towering over Trey Burke right now. Like I know we're I just gotta I just gotta interrupt to I know we're doing like live commentary of the game and <laughs> no one's gonna understand this when they listen to this. Right. And you can cut it out if you want, but Wow, this is the first like time I've watched significant Markel Fultz minutes. Man, he's so freaking big. <laughs> I saw the highlights he's, of his first game. Yeah, it's just like just the athletic ability. That I mean, that's really how he was scoring. Just tough athletic shots. Um, and I guess he found a jump shot because yeah, he's knocking down oh, some mid range shots. Still not a deep range shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could see. Uh, he, why he was the number one pick early on. Yeah, you know, a exactly. Lot of, a lot of um, a skill set that really could fit nicely with this 76er team. And I think him coming back, if he could play with the expectations that he came into the league with, makes this Philadelphia team uh, even more deadly for, for the playoffs, a team that you man, might not so, want to have to face. You know, and, yeah, if I was – man, if I was the Cavs, I would not want to play them. No. If I'm the Cavs, I want to play everybody right now the way they're playing. Yeah, (laughs) but definitely not the Sixers. And B would wreck them, I think. He's already had a couple games this year. So, yeah, yeah, because the Cavaliers are soft inside. Everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. And um, it's about matchups in this league. Um, But kind of back to the the Trey Burke, when you see a performance like 42 points over the last few years – we expect that from Camelo Anthony. I don't even think Brzing, has Brzingis had a forty game yet. I, don't I think, think so. Had. Yeah, he he has. I think he had one this year. If he had, yeah, if he got to forty, I mean, but Trey Burke got forty two points for us. I mean, if you would have thought or, or said to me, Chip, that oh, uh, Trey Burke's going to have a forty point game this year for the Knicks, I would laugh at you. I I really would. I, I mean, and for me, I know. A lot, you know, is a little bit, I guess, tarnished because they did lose the game. But for me, I thought that was one of the better performances that I've seen in quite a while for many Nick players. I mean, that's that's a game that I'm going to remember uh, for quite a while because it, it, he was very impressive. And a guy that clearly, as you mentioned, 34% usage rate, guy had the ball in his hands. You can see, especially in that overtime period, it was like, I, you know, the, the hoop looks like the size of an ocean for me. And he took the ball in his hands and looked confident and wasn't afraid to keep shooting. And, I mean, there was a few shots that he took, Chip, and I was like, I ain't going in. And it just nothing but net. Uh, just incredible for me. It's one of the, uh, you know, top performances I've seen from a Nick player in recent years. Would you agree with that? Is this something that would stand out to you and a performance that you remember, or do you think it hurts a little bit that we, we did lose the game? No, it doesn't hurt that we lost because of the state that the team's in right now. And, and because of the player that he is, if it was poor Zingas, I think it would matter a little less right. because we expect that kind right. of dominance from him. By the way, poor Zingas had a 40 point game. It was against the Pacers and it was early in the season was the ninth game of the year when he was just completely oh, when yeah. he was red hot and still dominating everybody when before teams started to game plan uh, for the way he was playing. Um, he 
Uh, he actually had 40 points exactly, it says here. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah, I, I think it still means a lot because uh, the whole story with kind of the whole Trey Burke being a bust thing and now coming back to try and shatter that whole perception, uh, I think it's a big deal anytime a guy like that scores 40 points in a win or a loss. So, yeah, I think it's a huge deal, actually. I, I, you know, I think it's very impressive, again, that even in this area, people are talking about it and still talking about it. It's a couple of days ago. And he played that well, and it's, it's making people notice him. He, he's deserved it. He's playing really well, and, you know, hopefully it continues. Um, and I'll tell you what, I hope it continues because I took him in DraftKings today. I'm trying to win some money. I'm trying to win some money now. Uh, But with that being said, we will wrap up the show again. This was just a quick hitter. Um, And my apologies, this has kind of been on me with the the work schedule, filling in for several guys. I'm basically doing everything at this station. I mean, literally every job you could think of at a radio station that has to be done, I'm filling in at some point, uh, doing multiple shows a day, running boards, Covering, you know, uh, local sporting events. Uh, you know, what a shorthanded as a staff right now for this month. So it's kind of affected the, the schedule. So we've been having to get a lot of quick hitters out, just these one segment. We will get back to our regular three-segment show and, and more uh, topics. I can promise you that as soon as, you know, everything kind of gets back to normal. Uh, so... <clears throat> Yeah, I do apologize that it's been these one segments, these kind of quick episodes um, that we usually do every maybe every once in a while. These are more set up for breaking news type episodes. Um, you think back to when Carmelo Anthony was traded, something like that. Uh, but it, it is what it is right now. But I can promise you we will kind of get back to what we were doing, um, you know, basically for uh, early on on the show with the, the three segments and all that good stuff and have more to talk about with the Knicks, but uh, with that being said, we will be back next week, hopefully we'll be back next week for another episode of the Knicks State of Mind podcast.